Hey folks, welcome to Kaiser's Castle. Take a seat on my big orange couch, grab yourself a coffee, tea, soda, or adult libation. Coming to you from out in the middle of nowhere. If you're careful and listen, I'm on a uh, little tablet. Kaiser's Castle is stopped down to Cape's Castle, and we're out in the sticks. And we're going to talk just about some fun stuff and get your mind off all the seriousness that's going on. And, uh, yes, we have not seen any UFOs or any cattle mutilations, so that's not going to be what we talk about. But what we will talk about is about how good it is. And barring this show, uh, Kate has the ability to lock this computer away. I am off the Internet for a month, starting August 1st, except for this show. I will come on this show, and then once it's done, and the only thing I got up is the form of communications that we're using to communicate with you. And the joy of being off-grid and out of contact uh, with two days going on a third is unassailably clarity-giving. And I think that uh, it's something that a lot a lot of people should practice more often. What's your thoughts there, Kate? I've lived off-grid for so long that I do not know if I could live with electricity, normal electricity. Um, I will take your computer away from you after this show. You will not get it back until next Sunday night. Go ahead. Work. That's a good thing. And uh, so, what I got to say is, I'm thinking that uh, tonight, why don't we just have a chat? And uh, Kate's the expert on living off grid, and I'm going to be the guide that asks her questions. And with that being said, Kate, can you tell the listeners to Castle Talk? Radio, what was the reason why you decided to establish something that's completely off-grid in such a lovely area, and you don't have to get with specifics, but just the kind of thing that you enjoyed or were contemplating when you first th- thought about doing it? Well, number one, it is too people out there for me, and I do not like to do a lot of people like I'm cheap, and I do not like to have to pay bills. So the only bill that I have is my grocery bill and my land payment. Here with solar, we have the sun a lot. With the uh, solar panel that we have here, um, it can also charge the deep cycle battery off of ambient light. So if say in the middle of winter, we have a month of no sun, the ambient light still can charge the battery. Um, We also have a generator, just in case for some reason the deep cell battery does not work right. Um, The generator works for us, gives us ample electricity, and just for some reason we run out of fuel or there's no more 
um, generator or something happens to it, um, we are considering getting um, a windmill. Next question. Sure. Well, what was the uh, big motivator that you thought, and, and by the way, folks, uh, the or, uh, house is a, is a small house. I'm tenant on a part of the back 40. Uh, what, what was your thinking process on, and, and she built it herself and, uh, and I think she might have had help with one person on certain things, but I don't know. She can explain what she did. And uh, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but it's a nice little place. It's just enough. It's got all the amenities you would think any house would have. And there's also some benefits. She's got a, uh, what they call a chicken tractor which is just a way to move the chickens around to different areas. And I'll let her explain, but it is pretty much self-sufficient. Well, the tiny house is, I believe, 196 square feet. It is just enough for one, maybe two people. Um, Large dog. I have my large dog here. Um, One portion of the tiny house is a bedroom uh, slash bathroom. Um, I have a composting toilet, so therefore I do not have a septic here. It is just a composting toilet. And um, the other portion of the house is my kitchen slash office slash living room type area with a wood stove. Um, one log, I kid you not, one small log heats the whole place for about four hours. So, um, you have to get up in the middle of the night, in the middle of winter and put on another log. But I do not mind doing that because it is very efficient this way. Um, not owing anybody. I do not like owing people money. Um, I just like to be debt free. With the house here, everything that is in this house, how it was built and everything, the logs that is in this tiny home is from the property. The siding and insulation and the windows were all given to us. It was um, a neighbor had windows in his shed. He wanted to clean out his shed contacted us and said, hey, I've got some windows. Want them? So now I have huge windows from my front and huge windows in the back. And in the wintertime, the way the house is set up, um, facing towards the north, um, in the wintertime, the sun comes in the windows and just heats the house up. In the summertime, there's a big ridge in the summertime. The way the uh, the sun comes in in the in the summertime, the sun does not hit the windows, so it stays cooler. Um, the reason why I chose the tiny home route is 
when you're running solar and you have a large house, you have to have more solar panels and more deep cycle batteries. In my case, I have two deep cycle batteries and one 45 watt solar panel. That runs everything that I need. My stove and oven um, in my kitchen runs off of propane. Um, one 10 gallon container of propane um, lasts me about seven months. So, and it, it only costs like $10 to fill it. So like every seven months, it costs me $10 to fill my propane tank. And I have several propane tanks. So I can go for a couple of years without even filling up a propane tank. Um, I do this because I like my privacy. I am an incredible incredibly private person. Um, again, I do not like people. Um, I talk to my animals. I have chickens. I have guineas. I have a dog. Um, I just adopted another dog that will be coming up here soon. Um, he's Redbone Coonhound and Beagle Mix, and he's just adorable. Um, I talk to the critters that are out here. Um, we call this Ranch 2.0 because I, I have a larger piece of property someplace else. Um, but here, it's um, it's private. It is far enough in the boondocks that we have privacy, but close enough to town that Walmart is only three miles away, if that even makes sense. You can look up at the sky and you can see the stars. It's like you can reach out and touch them but you're afraid to because it'll break your heart. It, it is, it's beautiful out here. Next question. Yeah. Um, now, I, I saw there was a uh, uh, wood-burning stove. Is that just in case it got way cold during the night that you would throw that on just to bump up the heat so you're not actually using much propane? That's just a question I have. I do not use propane for heat. Um, the only time I would use propane for heat is if it gets like too cold, I can bake a batch of cookies and the oven can, can heat the whole tiny home. Um, but like this last winter, we did not even have the wood stove um, in the tiny home. Of course, I was building um, in the middle of winter. Uh, this last winter, so the wood stove did not get start get getting used until uh, January, and it was not excuse me, it was not cold enough yet to use the wood stove. It most people <clears throat> excuse me, most people get cold very easily. I'm pretty thick skinned, um, and if if I got chilled. I put on a jacket or if I got too cold, I just wrap up in a blanket to do my work. Um, I, uh, I am also a counselor for uh, mission 22, which is um, every day a veteran, 22 veterans commit suicide. Mission 22 is um, an organization that we counsel veterans who 
are wanting to commit suicide, they can call a hotline and say, I am on duty. The hotline will, will transfer directly into my phone. They, they never have my phone number, but it transfers directly into my phone. And um, I like my privacy up here so I can talk to people on the phone and not, a, not person to person, if that makes sense. People talk about you. They do not want to talk to you. And that is a huge problem in our culture today. And I am the type of person, I live in a state where we have hollers or hollows or we call them hollers. And a holler is, I live on a mountain where Ranch 2.0 is, is on a hill. And you go down the hill, and there's a, a small little valley area. They call that a holler. I have several hollers on this particular piece of property. I like that because this property is so diverse that I can train. I can, I can get out there, and I can work out. Um, I have cliffs to where if I want to repel, I can. Um, I have the hollers that I can go down the hill, which is incredibly steep. Um, and I can turn around and I can run back up the hill. Um, the chef can attest to how steep that hill is. Chef? Oh, yeah, it's steep. There's a lot of nice little areas that are steep, inaccessible. Uh, they're accessible if you're careful, but, uh, you know, things can happen even if you're careful. So that's a good thing. Um, one of the really nice things about this property, though, is just, and the more I discover it, looking at the natural fauna around here, and that's something to get into, just like uh, there's an entire clutch of a I think they're raspberry or blueberry, I don't know which, but they're the little bushes that grow wild, wildberry of some type. And uh, blackberry is what I meant to say, not blueberry, sorry. Uh, but it's either one of those two things, uh, bla uh, blackberry or, or um, um, I just said it earlier. Blackberry. Yeah. blackberry. Okay. And then there's a, like, yarrow plant that grows naturally. Uh, I was just shown that, which has, it's like an antiseptic. It's actually pretty cool. And there's a bunch of other, I'll let Kate get into that because she knows more on that stuff than I do. Well, we have mullein. Mullein is a, um, it, it is a healant. It draws um, infection out of wounds. Um, the Indians used to use mullein and the pioneers used to use mullein leaves as toilet paper. Um, there's plantain. Plantain can do a plethora of things. If, if all else fails and you have nothing other than plantain and yarrow, well, you know, um, woe is the man who does not have yarrow in the last days is what um, one individual in the 1800s used to say. Um, I do not remember who said it, but I do remember the quote. Um, we have cattail here. Cattail is the only plant and or herb that can survive a nuclear blast. 
So, and you can use uh, cattail for so many things. Um, the cattail root you can use um, as the bulb um, tastes like a potato. You can fry it like a potato or boil it um, and, and do mashed roots like a mashed potato, or you can dry it and then powder it and you can make bread. Um, the stalk of the cattail you can use um, as, uh, as a torch light. Um, there, there's just so much here that you can do. I mean, I can go through a lot of the herbs that are growing out here, the plants um, that a lot of people just call weeds. Dandelion is really good for kidneys. Um, you've got, um, what else do you have here? We have pine. We have different types of pine. We have oak. We have uh, aspen, we have elm, and every single one of those trees, you can use the inner bark for d- different reasons, like um, white oak. We have white oak here, and the white oak bark is antifungal um, and can use for in- any type of funguses, uh, yeast infections, uh, toe problems like uh, athlete's foot, um, jock itch. Uh, fungus like uh, warts. I mean, it's, it's antifungal. It is. It is amazing if you know how to use it. It is. It is amazing to use. Um, we have like three different type of pine here. Um, there's just so much that that I could talk about. We. I mean, we we have. Um, oh my goodness! I just got a brain dump. Um, we have uh, St. John's wort um, and a few other. I should dig out those cards that you have because I have most of those those uh, herbs here. Um, we have mushrooms, which I do not recommend anybody. If you do not know what you're picking, do not just pick any mushroom because there is no antidote. That is one of the only, one of the only herbs that God created or plants that God created other than um, there's uh, certain types of poisonous plants. Most poisonous plants, maybe I should just say this, most poisonous plants that you find in any wooded area, there is an antidote for it growing close by. But if you do not know what you're looking for, follow the animals. Because animals, some animals will consume poisonous plants. And if you watch them, watch them go to another plant and consume a plant that can save their life because it's an antidote from what they just consumed. Um, another question? Sure. Now, uh, one thing that's that's awful nice about out here, just like right now, um it's a nice, relaxing pace. It's just, it centers you in a way. You know, you're out in what I like to call the Cathedral of God, which is everywhere outside in nature. And it's a very light footprint of Ranch 2.0. And uh, it's really fascinating to see how much can be done uh, with 
certain things that uh, that is so. Who would think of doing things like this? But uh, <laughs> like a washing machine that's run by pedal power. Yeah, people might think that's silly, but think about that. You put the water in, you pedal, you vibrate, you move it all around. Uh, the clothes get clean, and then you got natural breeze to uh, dry them. And this puts it right out there where that, uh, you know, just little items like that that a lot of people wouldn't think. And so there, um, if you want to touch on some of the neat inventions that you've created out here, please do, because that's something I think ingenuity, I think modernity is, has taken away the human being's ability to be ingenuity. And your thoughts on that one, Kate? Well, the washing machine situation, it runs just like a regular washing machine. Only like Kaiser said, it is um, pedal powered. Um, a bicycle has been attached to it and um, you put your water in, you put your um, your soap in and you pedal for five or ten minutes depending on how um, <laughs> how long you want it, how dirty your clothes are. You let them set for, oh, I don't know, uh, three, four minutes so they soak a little bit. And then you pedal another five minutes. You drain it out because there's a hose. You just put the hose down. It's gravity fed. It drains the water out. And then um, you put your rinse water in and, and then you repeat. And you take the clothes out, and well, you, there's a spin cycle, and the spin cycle is not ran by bicycle because bicycle um, you cannot pedal that fast. So there's a hand crank that you hand crank it, so you can spin it really, really fast. And by the time you're done spinning, your clothes are almost dry anyway. And you just t- take them out to the clothesline and you hang them up. Now in the winter time, there's a clothesline above the wood stove, and so you only do one load at a time because instead of doing two or three loads to hang out here outside, you only do one load because my house is not that big. So if you have clothes that are like super, super dirty, you're just going to have to wait for the second load to do. So the first load can dry. Um, The, chicken tractor let me grab my phone because i was outside and i don't want to go too far um without my phone or i'm gonna die (laughs) the phone will die um the chicken tractor is made from pvc pipe um and the pvc pipe is bowed, bowed over i don't know how to explain it um like a hula hoop. If you have a hula hoop and you cut the hula hoop in half and you use each half um, to put on the ground and it's bowed over like that, um, I better not get too too far from you either because you're on my network. Um, my chicken tractor is made out of PVC pipe. The PVC pipe... Um, 
again is bowed over. We have doors on on each end, and there um, over the PVC is the chicken wire, and the chicken wire is doubled over. It you know doubled because we do have critters out here: raccoon, fox, coyote, you name it. It's out here, and um, for some reason, they really like to have chicken and guinea. They do not care that they belong to us. Um, so on top of that is a white mesh tarp. So it keeps the rain out and it keeps the sun out. So if they want to run in there when it's raining, they can. Um, and they can stay dry. Um during the day, they are now free roaming, but at night they go inside. If we want to keep them inside, um, the chicken tractor moves. We can we can move it any place um, in the yard that we want. So they have fresh grass, fresh bugs, fresh worms, whatever it is that they want for that morning. And then we open the doors and we let them out. Um, I go through about a 50-pound bag of, of uh, chicken feed in about six weeks. And people do not understand, like the people down the holler from us, they do not understand because they have chickens and guineas, and they go through like a 50-pound bag in about a week and a half, um, if not sooner. Well, do you allow your chickens out so they can free roam for a couple of hours during the day. Uh, yes, they poop everywhere, but clean it up. Or if you don't like it, then fence them off so they can at least get out and eat bugs. Um, our bug population is down. Uh, our tick population is down because the guineas just love ticks. Um, we're this this property. And living off grid and doing things, um, we do our our own water. Um, very seldom do we bring water from from the neighbor's house. They have electricity, they have running water, they have a well, etc. Ours is rainwater, and when it rains, we can fill up four or five fifty-five gallon drums of water with one rain cycle, with one rain day. And that lasts us quite a long time, at least until the next rain day. And um, we do need to get a cistern or we need to get something buried to where we can fill it up, like a 1,500-gallon um, water container. We do need to get a couple of those and, and get them buried. But we, we have not been here uh, very long. We've been here long enough to get little things accomplished and it, it's working next question yeah um i'm telling you folks the the chickens in their free range uh they're scratching pecking running chasing bugs it's it, it's absolutely hilarious um they provide a lot of natural entertainment you know as well as the Critters that you'll see out here today. I saw probably a ten-point buck running with some buck that was probably maybe an eight-pointer. 
and they were just up there. One was definitely younger, a lot smaller. And but they, it's nice because out here, this is a place where, you know, nobody's hunting them, and so you actually can appreciate. Now I'm a hunter, but it's nice to be able to appreciate animals out there just running, doing what they do, doing their reindeer games. And so, uh, what I will say is, just from my time here, and I do want to ask this question: it is, it has got a center of gravity of uh especially out here you can see how the nature and everything around it if you keep it uh, in balance holistically that it does kind of and i've only been here a couple days with my tent and uh, i'm telling you it it has an actual effect on the human psyche and so what are your thoughts on that kate absolutely it is quiet here it is incredibly quiet here um the i'm not i'm not a vegetarian i'm not a vegan um i eat meat we hunt um we use every portion of the animal that we hunt if you know what you're doing um, you can use hooves uh, and a portion of the eyeballs. You can melt them down, and it makes the best glue. You can use um, certain parts of the body, and you can make um, a rope. You, you can use the brain and the other half of the eyeballs, and you can brain tan the hide. Um, the meat you can smoke and um, dehydrate. And then you have jerky for the rest of the winter. Um, we do not have, I do have a refrigerator here that runs off of, of uh, the solar panel. It, um, it is a small refrigerator like a truck driver would use in the back of his 18-wheeler. Um, and it is brand new. I've, I have only used it like twice um, when I absolutely needed it. But I cheat, and I go down the road about maybe four miles ish to the to the gas station and grab a bag of ice and stick it in the cooler. So, <laughs> yes, yes, I do cheat. There, there are some amenities that I do like. Um, I do a lot of sun tea. Um, make my teas, um, green teas. Uh, red raspberry leaf tea, uh, pine needle tea. People say, "Oh, there's there's no medicinal value or there's no nutritional value in pine needle tea." You know, tell that to the survivor that has been lost in the woods and all they've had for ten days is pine needles or pine needle tea, or they've consumed pine needles by chewing on them. There's 27 nutrients in the pine needles. So um, living out here, I do not know if you all can hear the frogs and the crickets and and the singing insects right now that are giving us, uh, us an orchestra, but it is soothing. It is very, very soothing. Now, when they go absolutely quiet in my little area, you know something is out there. 
um, most of the time they're singing. Uh, yes, we do have deer. We do have um, a lot of wild critters out here. We have cougar. Uh, we have big animals, small animals. We have bear. But this piece of property, they know they're safe. We do not hunt this property. This is a safe property for the critters. Um, this was back in the olden days in the 16, 17, and 1800s when the, the Native Americans lived here. There was a, a small portion of this state that, okay, I'll just say Kentucky, is a small area was called Kentuck. Um, a friend of mine was discussing that with Kaiser earlier today. Um, it means hunting ground or to be hunted or it, it was this whole area. And my pro- this property is a part of Kentuck. So you know that there's wildlife everywhere and in abundance. So we do not have to hunt this property to get wildlife, to get our meat for the winter, etc. This property, we want the wildlife here. Um, I like to hunt. I can track, and I, I appreciate these animals leaving tracks for me, no matter how big or no matter how small, because I can, I can track them. I'm not hunting them to kill them. I'm hunting them so I can learn more. If you watch the animals, if you listen to the crickets, if you listen to the frogs, if you watch the animals, you, you will know if it's going to be an early winter. You'll know if it's going to be a hard winter just by what the animals are consuming and uh, storing up. If they're not storing up as much, it is not going to be a hard winter. If they are storing up to where there's two or three tree loads full of, of nuts and seeds and, and their, their nests are thick with, um, leaves and grass and stuff like that, you know it is going to be a hard winter. And it is very, very calming out here. At least to me it is, unless you're a city person. Maybe you like the the sounds of trains and, and automobiles and honking horns and, and people yelling and stuff. Personally, that's too people-y for me. I like the quiet. I like being able to look up and see the stars. I like listening to the wildlife. I like sitting in the gazebo area where um, Kaiser is right now and just sitting there and listening because you can learn so much just when you stop and listen. Next question. Yeah. Um, I'd say that, uh, folks, if you want to get yourself grounded back and get away from politics and the uh, silliness that goes on in the cities, 
why don't you find your own little private Idaho, Kentucky, your own little private Ohio. It doesn't matter where you're from, Pennsylvania. And find somewhere where you can go. Like in Ohio, normally I'll go down to southern Ohio. And that's where I do my hunting. And uh, I'll tell you what, one thing that I was impressed with, like she said, this is a hunting ground, Kentucky. When he was telling me about that, I was like, yeah, because we had went out, and uh, I have seen, and I've seen some big deer in Ohio, and I saw some paw prints of some absolute monsters. Like I said, the other two deer were far enough away I could count their prongs, but I couldn't, uh, and, and see how they were filled out towards the rear, you know, because that's how you see a deer. Every time they see you, they're running. And uh, one of the most interesting facts was you're just like, you're looking at the majesty of that animal. And as any hunter will tell you that appreciates hunting, there's something about the majesty of that animal. And so it is sacred to, to do a kill and to be able to eat that meat in a, in a holistic way that's wild, um, wild and natural, you know. It's eating what it lives around, and that's something about, like, with the chickens being free-range. They're not wild chickens. They're chickens that you'd see at any farm. But the way they're raised, they're actually getting the stuff that they're supposed to get in the wild. And that's kind of a fascinating thing. So uh, I guess my next question is, uh, was... Was the wild um, essence of this and the way you're raising uh, your chickens, was that intentional or did you decide it once you got them or did, was that the plan when you bought them, I guess? Well, I'm from Montana and I'm, I've raised wolves and chickens and um, different types of of other critters and the more natural the better i've found that when you cage your chickens the eggs are not as tasty they you are feeding them store-bought medicated grains and that is going into the eggs which is going into your food or and you are consuming it. So now you are being medicated. And I'm not saying that I'm against medicine or anything like that because I am in, in the medical field. So um, but scientifically and the way they did it in the, in the 1800s, I was born in the wrong era, is all natural. Let them free range. The eggs taste so much better. The the chickens are so much healthier. They learn how to fight. And I'm not saying that we, we're raising them to fight or anything, but they do need to defend themselves. When people say, chickens don't defend themselves, what chickens have you seen? Show me the chickens that you have seen. The chickens that I have raised in Montana or here or any other place is... They know how to defend themselves. Um, the guineas 
The guineas are a tough bird. They are my first line of defense. They are noisy when something is disrupted or if an animal comes into this particular area that I call my yard and it's a strange animal that they are not used to. They have to have a meeting about it and they talk and squawk and they are loud. They have to have a meeting if a bug flies by. They have to have a meeting if a bird flies by. They are tough. Um, I have a friend who talked to me into getting the guineas, but um, he he was telling me that he witnessed um, a, a, a red hawk, I believe he called it, and the red hawk would swoop down and grab a guinea and fly off, kill it, eat it, do, you know, do what it was going to do. Well, the guineas got tired of that. And they, I don't know how they did it, but they had a meeting, little guinea meeting, guinea meeting, and one guinea was the guinea pig. And the hawk swooped down to get it, and all of the other guineas killed the hawk. That tells me something. Watch the animals, they know what they're doing. They're smart. They have patrols. These guineas have patrols. I kid you not. They go out and they patrol the area. And, of course, they have to have a meeting about everything that moves. And if anything is out of place, they have to have a meeting. And then they talk about it and they let you know. Um, my guineas um, and my hens, um, they are not wild but they are not domesticated. They are used to us. And with them being used to us, we are part of their clutch. And with that being said, uh, say, for example, Kaiser showed up the other day. He, he, he came down here to visit. And the guineas let us know. This person we do not know. Well, now they know him. And so when, when he walks around out here, the guineas are not having a meeting about him anymore. Um, we try to make our animals as wild as they need to be to do the job that they need to do. Um, my dogs are free roaming. My anything that we have out here is free roaming. We do that because I don't want to be caged, do you? I don't want to be tied up, do you? They were not born to be caged or tied up. Next question. Sure. Um, I, I think to close this out, because we're getting close to the to the witching hour of one o'clock and we don't want to delay the next program. It's uh, 1258, a real quick question. Um, would you rather, well, I, I already know the answer to this, but I have to ask for the, for the audience. Um, would you rather have a perfect place like this that's close enough that you can get ice or whatever you know, you need, or would you rather be further out? Because I, those two schools of thought, I thought, were different and faulty because you miss community. And from what I've seen here, 
you have plenty of community, and that's all I'm going to say on that. But but the point is, uh, out of the two, which which would you prefer if you had your druthers? I prefer Ranch 1.0. Ranch 1.0 is um, up on a mountain. It is so far away from people. The the nearest neighbor at Ranch 1.0 is 45 minutes away. Um, I prefer Ranch 1.0. Um, I am, like I said, I, I'm basically a recluse. I am... Um, I prefer to be in the woods. If I could live in the woods and not have to have certain certain other types of amenities to survive because I am domesticated like that, um, that is where I would be. I would build my own shelter, and I would be out there 24-7, 365. Um, a lot of people like Ranch 2.0, because it is close to other other people, um, but far enough away that they can have their own privacy. It's a start. The, this particular piece of property is a start for the people who want to be on a place like Ranch 1.0 on top of a mountain um, backed by um, 3 million acres of forestry land where nobody will bother you so if you break your leg and die nobody's going to miss you for at least a couple of months before they come searching for you and the animals have already consumed your body but well that just sounded so morbid um with all that being said i would prefer ranch 1.0 but ranch 2.0 would be for a beginner type of person yep that's pretty much where I thought it'd go. And honestly, folks, um, this is a, a good show for just because of the things going on. You hear a lot of people talking a lot about this, that, and the other. And uh, I think we're going to do more shows like this with many and varied. And I think that uh, when me and Kate get on here and we're going to talk about it, we'll have other people that are doing the same. And heck, if you're on PSN or you're on, uh, um, of course, not this month, because this month um, I'm off grid, so I'm not even checking emails, nothing. I'm doing none of it. The only reason I got this form of communication up is for PSN tonight. And uh, in September... Maybe me and Kate can talk to other people who are homesteaders or, you know, small or large areas, but small houses, kind of living, something like that. If you're on PSN, if you're on WPRPN, if you're going to hear this from Alternative Current or you're going to hear it from, uh, you know, my channel, Sword Point Nine. Of course, it's not going to go there for about a month anyways because I'm not even going on any of that stuff. I don't even care about analytics like I, I never have either. So, But what is important is quality content for uh, Angel's show or you know my show on Angel's Network, Kaiser's Castle, Castle Talk Radio. 
And with that being said, I really appreciate you guys uh, taking the time to sit on my big orange couch, even though it's outside and the crickets are chirping and so are the frogs. Um, sitting on my big orange couch, bringing your coffee, tea, soda, or adult libation. And so I don't cut into the next show. I'll close out with saying thank you for stopping by Kate's Castle with me. And it was a fun trip to bring that big orange couch here. (laughs) And with that being said, there's no lowering or raising of the drawbridge tonight. Meander and look around at the scenery. Be blessed, well, and safe. Shuff out. (laughs) 